You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Uh, I guess I could buy it, but... And folks, that's the way we start. Mike's out there just buying stuff left and right. <laughs> Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 210. It's not a palindrome. Oh, well. <laughs> or whatever they call it. So this week, we are back with you, and we have a very special infrequent guest this week. I don't know what the appropriate term is, but she is our resident geekress and the angel that walks among us that we see most of the time. We have Miss Alisa Paselli fresh off the airplane right back with us. That is correct. I thought you were referring to Mark. And Mark something as else. As the infrequent guest. He's very oh. infrequent, and he's, you know, he's trying to take prunes to become more frequent, so. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought you meant Angel, and I'm thinking you're going the wrong direction there, dude. <laughs> yeah, Angel does. No, never mind. We won't go there. <laughs> hmm, that could so, end badly. Yeah, that could end. No, no, I can't talk. I'm talking funny, so I can't help. But before we go any further, because we have a bigger spectrum than normal we have a weather report from the tropics to the great white north we will start let miss paselli talk about her tropical weather that she just returned from what was your forecast down there lisa well, 24 hours ago i was on a plane on my way home currently i'll tell you where it is right now it is 50 degrees right here in upstate new york cloudy and it's supposed to be 63 tomorrow and 48 on tuesday Last week, I was in Aruba, Aruba, where it was 90 to 93 every day, felt like 102. Oh. It was oh. hot. <laughs> now, the, the good news, bad news with that is because it's a small island, the winds whip. That keeps it from not feeling as hot as it is. The bad news is when it gets really, really windy like it did on Friday, we couldn't even go to the beach. Because the winds were so, the gusts were in the high 20s, that you were getting pelted with sand. Oh. And you couldn't sit, on, couldn't sit on the beach. So we spent the day at the pool. Wait, and when we see, looked out at the beach, there was nobody there because it was just, it was not comfortable. So you misunderstood. This is one of the features. It's called sandblasting. It helps to uh, defoliate your skin. I think no. exfoliate, not defoliate. Ex- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> defoliate is what we do to trees. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was One super uncomfortable when it was when the wind was that bad. Well, I have been on the beach before when the wind was extremely high and uh, been pelted by sand, and it is painful actually. It is. It is actually painful. So, back in the days when I used to go to the beach and wear my mankini, but we won't go into that right now. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'll uh, share a pretty I mean, with all those layers of sunscreen, and I'm still burned. I'm already starting to peel my ear, side of my face. I think probably the worst time I ever had is when I burnt the tops of my feet. And I couldn't wear shoes and stuff for the week because my feet were so sore. It was like, ow. Yeah, my husband gets burned a lot on the top of his feet. And I I mean, it got to the point, it was so hot that week we were down there. And this was back in the early 90s. I would just go stand in the ocean. I almost felt like when I walked in, my feet would go because it was that hot. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, Elisa had that. She has her local and her previous forecast. For me, it's a slightly uncomfortable 59 degrees. The air conditioner is running. 
to keep it cool. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's actually supposed to be quite uh, nasty this week. We're going to be up to 84 tomorrow, 82 and then 84. So I'll just kind of die a little bit. A little part of me will die inside, so... And uh, here in the you know Midwest, we have a uh, pleasant 68 degrees, a um, little bit of wind. It was a real nice afternoon. If I wasn't such a nerd and was playing um, Borderlands all day, I would have been out in it. Although I did take the dog outside, and the audience uh, can't see, but uh, Kevin and Elisa can see that I have a cat here on my lap. I'm moving my microphone stand around. So if you hear intermittent purring, it's just a cat loving me up. Little as he know. But anyway, uh, no, it's 68 degrees. And I think there was um, maybe a chance of thunderstorms uh, tonight or tomorrow. I think the most this week is supposed to be sort of uh, some precipitation, and we kind of need it. We, um, It's not dry, but, I mean, we could use some, get the grass growing, get everything going around here and um, everything up and all the plants up and running, so it'll uh, actually start to look good. Yeah, it's been greening up here. The leaves are starting to bud out. The pollen's covering everything, and it's kind of freaking miserable. But I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, soon, my allergies were fine when I was in Aruba. This morning, I woke up. My eyes were swollen again. It the nose started running again. I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, well. The only good thing about the weather getting a little bit nicer here is. Uh, Next weekend's the local big festival, uh, the Apple Blossom Festival, for all the apple trees that we have around here will be blooming. And they actually have a big-time uh, comedian coming to be the Grand Marshal, sort of big-time. Uh, Wayne Brady from... I love oh, him! He'll be in town, I think he gets here Friday? And he'll be here till either Saturday evening or Sunday. I'd love to go see him, but it's such a zoo to get down there where he's going to be that... I don't know. I'll stay here and watch it on the local television station. <laughs> oh, and he was on Whose Lines Anyway? He was a riot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he does, was it Let's Make a Deal Now? Yeah. He's the host of that, so. I just find it kind of interesting. You have blooming trees, and you're not all that far from Washington, so then you have blooming idiots. So you kind of got all your bases covered there. Yeah, but those are year-round. Well, this is true. They never quit blooming. I kind of wish they would go dormant for, I don't know, a decade or so. No, the uh, the idiots in Washington bloom constantly. So and not very prettily either. No. Of course, Washington has the big cherry blossoms. We, you know, we decide to wait a little later and not be so pretentious. <laughs> and just have apple blossoms. Although it's been a... Uh, it's been... This is the 80... I'm trying to remember. 80-something annual apple blossom? I can't remember now. It's been... Well, I mean... It's become such a thing that I forget about it, so to speak, how many it's been. I mean, we've had big-time stars here for years. Um, I mean, years ago, they used to have people like Bob Hope and and Lucille Ball, and um, they've had presidents. They've had, um, we had Joan Rivers and her daughter here one year, and... um, uh, Dan Aykroyd's been here a couple times as uh, because now, but that's because uh, his brother-in-law Donna Dixon, his wife, her brother runs a business locally, uh, and they come to see them periodically. So he a couple years ago on the 75th annual Apple Blossom, he rode in the parade on his motorcycle, and then um, 
had his like pearl handled revol- revolvers on the side. You know, he was carrying those. It was it was quite a sight to see him riding that great big Harley and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's big doings here in town. The they get oh probably seventy five to. I don't know, seventy-five to maybe a hundred thousand people in town for it. So it's wow. so it's yeah it's well this is the eighty-ninth annual Apple Blossom, and it actually started. Uh, and I'll put something in the show notes so that you guys can see it. Um, well, Lisa would know the sports marshal this year, Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, cool. Of course, he's kind of local. He's in Baltimore, so you know it's not like he's that far away. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, you can you can see there you can see all the festivities and the goings on here and I'll put the, I'll try to remember to put the link in the show notes too uh, for people uh, to see and they usually also try to have a celebrity's daughter as the queen and this year it's Kirk Cameron's daughter if, if I'm not mistaken hmm. so he's a celebrity well, he Full used house. to be Kirk Cameron no, no that no, was Kirk Candace, Cam- Candace. When she was here last year he was year. in um, Growing Pains yes. Right. Now, right. Candace Cameron was here a couple years ago because her daughter was one of the queens of the Shenandoah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's his daughter. It's Kirk Cameron's. I think that's right. I get confused sometimes. There's too many of them. So. But it's, <laughs> there's lots of people. So, But anyway, that's, that's, the, local, that's the local happenings this year. So um, it should be fun. Most of the locals, much like myself, we avoid going into town during this because you can't get through our little town. I mean, our town's really old, so it's narrow streets anyway. And then uh, you add a couple hundred or a hundred thousand extra people and parades and vendors and fireworks and a circus, and it just gets to be a nightmare. Are all the hotels on the outside of town? Uh, No, there are different ones around. There's uh, a Wyndham... Wyndham has a big hotel downtown that's a real old one that was restored a few years ago. It's called the George Washington, and it's very high-end. It's a Wyndham hotel, which Wyndham's high-end stuff. And then there's all kinds of hotels around town. And then you keep going out a little further because we're near an interstate, so there's even more hotels, you know. You don't have to go very far away to find plenty of hotel rooms So, and campgrounds. It, it's kind of the same thing here because, you know, our big thing in South Dakota is the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Right. Um, and so a town of, I had to look up to see what the population is, but a town of 6,600, that's 6,600 people, blossoms to a, um, no, not blossoms, but anyway, uh, <laughs> grows to a size of, the rally draws in about 600,000 people. So, and I mean, that's about the equivalent, just not quite the equivalent of the population of South Dakota. Uh, I think we're about eight hundred thousand. So you know that's a big thing. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure the locals uh, they just get the hell out of Dodge because uh, or Sturgis in this case because um, it's just it's nuts. And I've never been out there. I've seen pictures. Main Street is like wall to wall bikes and people. And they uh, yeah, I think that's when the local motels and bars make their their profit for the year. But yeah, a lot of people stay in Rapid City or further west or east. So, yeah, those big things like that, the local people just kind of roll their eyes and go, yeah, whatever. Uh, just give me your money and leave. So, Well, it's funny. You can't um, – if you if you live downtown or in town in certain parts of town because of all the stuff, especially starting Friday, they start closing off streets for long periods of time. Mm. So you kind of have to get your stuff and get into your house and either – 
be content to stay there unless there's a life-threatening emergency, or you get out and you're going to stay the hell out because <laughs> you have because Friday afternoon or Friday morning you have a couple. Uh, there's a couple. There's like a 10k. There's a kids 1k. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Then Friday during the day you have different festival, different things. You have then Friday afternoon or Friday early Friday evening into uh, Friday afternoon into Friday evening you have what is I think still billed as the world's largest. Fire, or the United States' largest firefighter parade because they have a huge uh, fire parade, you know, with all the fire, let me say it correctly, apparatus, as I get corrected a lot of times. And then you have the local high school bands and some that come in from out of state and different things like that. And then Saturday's the grand feature parade. That's the other big thing. And it just shuts off, I don't know, like 10 or 12 blocks, uh, square blocks downtown. So it's... It's just, you're not going anywhere. And they sell chairs and stuff. People, you know, they'll, they'll sell chairs on the sidewalk in front of their house or, mm. or like, uh, organizations trying to raise money. Like, I had a friend that used to run Wayside Theater, and they would get people to donate the space in front of their house. Then Wayside would sell the seats for people to watch the parade. And everything becomes pink and green around here. Everybody wears pink and green. You'll see men in pink suits with green socks and stuff like, you know, it's, it's, it's very colorful, let me put it that way. But, uh, it's interesting. I've always, you know, since I was a kid, I've always found it interesting. And the kids love it because they close the school systems down. They close the city schools and the county schools. They get the day off. Always have. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, the kids love it. And, uh, I actually took the day off. I do a lot of times take the day off because the kids are home. It's time for us to do something. And now with it being, since it's broadcast on the local cable station, it's really easy to watch the parade. And it's, what I'll have to say, what's really hilarious is, I think it was like two years ago, um, my daughter was in the parade, two or three years ago when she was in the parade, we were sitting here waiting for the parade to start, we had the local cable channel on, and they were just kind of showing a still picture from the previous year, and but you could hear the two commentators doing the firefighter parade, and it's usually the same person. It's a local radio DJ. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And then there's another guy that's big in the fire department, the volunteer fire department and stuff around here. And they were waiting for the parade to start. And I don't think they knew their mics were on because apparently the older gentleman that does the commentary uh, got up to go use the restroom. And his female commenter said, well, dang, how long does it take him to pee? I could have peed in that amount of time and been back here. <laughs> so you know it it has local color we'll say uh, yeah i wish i'd been recording that <laughs> that would have made a good sound bite so but anyway enough about the local stuff i do have to make a correction from last week when i when the show notes got posted in the title of the show instead of facebook it says facebool i think i mistyped something in one of the files so <laughs> Folks, I meant Facebook, just just so you know. It was pointed out to me by somebody, and I thanked him. And I do want to, before I forget again, I want to pass on a special thank you to listener Jim, who helped pay me once again for the labor that we put into the podcast. He took me out and bought me lunch. Wow. Yeah, see? Where's the doggy bag for Mike and I? Yeah, yeah. I, I already sent it to you. I had to send it fourth class postage. 
it could be a little smelly when it gets to you. <laughs> or a little rancid. I sent Mike uh, part of my chicken uh, chicken and uh, some lettuce left over from my sandwich. At least I sent you a cookie. Okay. Now, my, I had my help mail put on hold last week, so it's all coming tomorrow. So I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> well, I didn't ship it. I, I, we went out to lunch Wednesday, and I held it till yesterday to ship it. And it was in the back of my truck. So it, it's been cooking good, so it should be well done by now. <laughs> so to Mikey sent the egg salad sandwich. <laughs> yes. Shows who he likes in this uh, whole uh, uh, chicken outfit. Well, I, could, so. I couldn't eat the whole cookie, so I licked it and then put it in a box to bring it to send to Elisa. That's the only way. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, oh. you know, what, what can I say? I think of my friends. I try to. So uh, enough about my pontification. I'm going to surprise Elisa with the topic. Okay. I'm just going to jump right out there at her. Since you're traveling, and I know you travel for pleasure a lot more than than you do. You don't really travel for business a lot, I don't I know. have no business. <laughs> it's all pleasure. Yeah. So, but I'm curious. I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. What did you do? How much tech? What tech did you take with you on your recent jaunt to Huba? The first thing I packed was the tech. <laughs> well, yeah, priorities. Exactly. That's right. I had, well, it was free Wi-Fi, which, believe it or not, that Wi-Fi went all the way out to the beach. So yeah. I was able to, what I did is, because it's Aruba, I put my phone in airplane mode so that it wouldn't accidentally get on cellular. And I used my digital camera the very first day I took four pictures and never took it out again. I just used my, my phone because at first, and I brought my 4S with me. Because I thought, I'm not taking my phone to the beach. But then when I realized it was okay, the forest, the forest is just terrible. So that never came out of my backpack. I had my, four, I had my uh, iPhone 6 with the charger. I had my iPad. I had my Kindle. I had my Kindle Fire tablet for my husband to watch movies on the plane. He had his Kindle and his phone. I had Bluetooth, um, Bluetooth headphones. And I also had a Bluetooth speaker. So you were set. Hmm. And then I had my little carrying case that has all the the uh, power cords. See now, I'm pitch- and a bathing suit. I, of course, <laughs> it wasn't a nude beach, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, what? See, what I'm picturing, and the reason I asked you that is because, and it, my brain works in odd ways. I pictured you being much like Sandra Bullock in the movie The Net, and I was watching that yesterday, last night, late. And I said, okay, that's Elisa sitting there on the beach in Aruba. There's Sandra Bullock. I just, you two look so much alike. I just put the two together and off we went. Oh, I was posting. I was, you know, posting on Facebook, take a picture of something, you know, beautiful sunset or something, take put it up on Facebook. Had a tweet to you to the weather. Yes, that's right. You did. Yeah. Well, how was the uh, Wi-Fi there? Was it pretty good? Or? Yes, it was good. Okay. Because what I've uh, gotten the habit of doing, I've got, um, uh, I think it's a, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Woo-too, woo-hoo. Um, it's a combination, uh, yeah, travel router, uh, uh, charger, bat- battery pack charger, and it's got a USB port so you can plug uh, something into it so you can put uh, like an external hard drive or whatever, uh, jump drive even, and put movies and stuff on there. So, And what I do is I usually plug that in and use that hookup because a lot of the places I go to have wired internet. So I'll have that set up in the room, and we skip the hotel's Wi-Fi, use our travel router. Because some of the places I've been in, the Wi-Fi is 
disturbingly slow. Yeah, yes. Sketchy no, too. this was this was really good. Mm. There was no internet. There was no Ethernet. It was all wireless. When mm. you checked in, they gave you a an envelope with some information about you know how things work mm. and how to get your meals and whatnot, and it gave you the code for the Wi-Fi, and you could put up to four devices. Did you use a VPN or you? I did. I used TunnelBear. Okay. And they give you basically a gig. Yeah, they give you 500 megs free, and then if you tweet, they give you another 500. Okay. The problem with that with that is I had a really hard time getting my email. Oh, really? It just didn't want to go through. But if I turned the VPN off, email went through. So uh, that was that. Yeah. So that was that was difficult. Is that the and first I, time that's ever happened when using Tunnel Bear for you? Yeah, yeah. And it could be because of where I was, maybe, as opposed to being in the United States. Yeah, I get, yeah, it's true because Aruba's not part of the, uh, not even connected. No, to the it's United. eighteen. It's eighteen miles north of Venezuela. Yeah. So yeah, you're what? what there are they a Venezuelan province or something? No, it's Dutch. Dutch. It's um, that part of the of the of the country. It's it's called the ABC Islands: Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao, and they're all owned by Holland. That's quite a juxtaposition. So you've got that you've got that Dutch flavor. You know, we the last time we were in Aruba, we also went to Curacao. We were on a cruise, and it's got all the beautiful, bright colored you know homes, and it's very nice. And what's nice about Aruba? It's very safe. You can walk anytime. And there's police all over, police and security guards, so you never felt at risk at all. How large is the like native population of Aruba? I don't know, but it's it's a very small island. It's maybe I'm trying to remember what I read. It was like eighteen miles long and about six miles wide. Oh wow. That is a small island. So it's it's very small. Not one you'd want to be on during a hurricane. They're not in the hur nope, there's no hurricanes there. Oh, really? I thought it was something about it being not in Hurricane Alley. Oh, so they're like below the yeah the path where everything comes through and rips the hell out of stuff? Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, so everything was, you know, other than just the natural wind, because of it's so small. Hmm. It's, um, so it's very safe. And the way, the, way, the way it works is if you visualize, all right, Aruba, the beach is on the west side. And if you go to the lower portion... That's Eagle Beach, and that's where all the low-rise hotels are. And then you get past Eagle Beach into Palm Beach, where we were, and that's where the high-rises are. And the way it works is you can either walk on the main drag in the front of the hotels, or you go out the back toward the beach, and it's got sidewalks that connect all the hotels together. Wow. Uh, well, I, that doesn't really say It's not like they're not physically connected together, but you just walk on the sidewalk, and then you can go into the back entrances of all the hotels. So there's wow. really two ways that you can walk. So and so that's pretty much just guaranteed to be touristy. I mean, if there's nothing else, that is the primary industry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you walk on the main side, the main street, that's where you see all the restaurants, because where we stayed was an all-inclusive. But some of the hotels are not, so you just pay for your room like you would in the United States. You pay for your room, and then you go out to dinner somewhere. There's the Hard Rock Cafe. There's Senor Frogs. Uh, there's some nice Italian restaurants that are always really busy. There were um, you know, Mexican restaurants, Chinese restaurants, all kinds of restaurants. And, of course, the usual you know, schlocky stores where you get your souvenirs, you know, the high-end jewelry stores. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah, I mean, because that's how. I mean, we like I said we used to go to Myrtle Beach a lot. We haven't been for several years, but it was that's. It's more like what you were talking about, where it's not all inclusive. You know, you you have your room, but then you you've got all the stuff, but it's spread out quite a bit because Myrtle Beach. Actually, you take the whole Grand Strand area. That's sixty miles long. That's longer than. <laughs> that's what three times the length of the entire island of Aruba. Mm-hmm. So. It would be a little difficult to walk to everything yeah. there. It's a small island, but it's very safe. And it's um, beautiful beaches, beautiful sunsets. Wow. That is that does sound nice, but too warm. Far too hot for me. And it's like that all year long. I mean, you know, if you went in, the, in maybe in December, it's only going to be in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But when you're coming from 30 degrees, that's great. <laughs> matter of perspective, matter of perspective. <laughs> The reverse would be good for me, so, you know, yeah. 80s to 30s, so, yeah. I mean, I especially since uh, we had, when did we, we had snow weekend before last. Yes. So it was nice. Well, have you ever thought about booking a room down in, like, Antarctica? I hear it's very formal down there. They all wear tuxes and, you know, uh, waddle, yeah, waddle around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, would, that sounds like your kind of resort, Kevin. Yeah, but I heard the internet down there really sucks. <laughs> Oh, this is true. Could be a problem. I also did forget to mention I brought my uh, external battery. So, so of all the tech you use, other than you said you didn't use the 4S that you had with you. Right. Did you pretty much make use of all the tech you took? Oh, absolutely. The phone was with me at all times. The Kindle is what I read on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the iPad, I would check, you know, when I was back in the room. You know, email, Facebook. So I, I hate when I come home, like from a cruise. We don't have internet at all on a cruise. So then you come home and you're like, got you know, 200 emails and you got to check this and that. So it's nice to be up to date. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. I always hear people say, you know, you get you, you can get little trickles of internet when you're on a cruise, like when they come into port. You, Sometimes it depends yeah. on like like you can get it to, in Bahamas and Nassau, but trying to get on that was just awful. Well, everybody's trying at that point to get on. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's not good. It's not a strong signal. Mm-hmm. But there have been times I've been on the beach, like I would check with my kids, you know, when they still lived at home. It's like, okay, I'm on the beach. What, what, what are you guys doing? What do you mean you're getting in touch with us? I'm on the beach right now. <laughs> uh, well, that's, the, of course, yeah, nowadays, which you, you, you could have ring doorbells to monitor them when they, you know, if they didn't have the kids didn't start a party or something at night. <laughs> well, from my room, I Skyped with my parents. Oh, did you? I think we were getting ready to go to dinner. So I just got on Skype with my father, and he was like, are you in Aruba? I was like, yeah. He's like calling my mother, come here, you got to see this. You know, he was just, he's just, you know, my father's 85. Right. And he's just amazed that, you know, what we're doing right now, that we can talk to each other in three different parts of the country on Skype. Right. So he only lives 10 miles away from me. So, you know, we'll go on Skype sometimes. And he was amazed that I'm on, like, practically the other side of the world, <laughs> you know, almost the southern hemisphere. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm in, you know, we're in Aruba right now, and I picked up my iPad and I'm showing them what the here's what the beach looks like, and here's you know here's the the pool, and they were able to get a little view of what we were looking at. Well, he'd really be blown away by the stuff that Mark and I have done. I mean, I've been, you know, I was on as I said a couple of weeks ago, I think I was on a train, you know, coming headed north from Florida, you know, going across northern Florida, you know, 75 or 80 miles an hour, and Mark and I are having a Skype conversation, and he's in Australia. Yeah, I mean, that would blow your dad's mind, probably. Yeah. So, and uh, one time we were staying up in the mountains. I had my portable hotspot with me, 
and we were trying to give Mark and Gretel a tour of the cabin, you know, and let them see the view that we had out, you know, out across the woods and the mountains where we were at. So quite interesting. So yeah, yeah it's you, pretty amazing. It is. We we live. They what is it? May you live in amazing times. Is that the old saying or something? Well, like? it, actually, it's an old curse that says, "May you live in interesting times." Oh yeah, may you live in interesting times. Yeah. It's not such a curse though for us, I don't think. I mean, no, I found we, out in I found out in real time that Prince had died. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> did you see the the internet meme? They're going to put his face on the twenty dollar bill and call it nineteen ninety nine. Yes, I saw that earlier tonight. <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> the man's been dead all, what, three or four days or something like that. Well, that was then there, was the, the, the other, there was the other one in more tragic uh, um, music news. Uh, Kanye West was found alive in his apartment. Exactly. So. Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Very, very much. You know, after, after our conversation was the last week about my lack of uh, uh, what's it, pop culture knowledge, you know. And I, now I know who Kanye West is, so we're good there. I know. I was listening to that show yesterday. Uh huh. Where I talked about bouncy. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I'm and just Enema. like, I'm, yeah, and I'm screaming. <laughs> I think I started it yesterday. And I finished it this morning, and I'm just kind of like screaming at my speaker. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real good with some things, but that's just the way it goes. Hey, I do want to give the listeners an update, though. I found out how to fix, sort of, my annoyance with iOS 9 on my phone. I compl- I've complained about the little dink-dink that it used to make when you'd activate Siri, and that way I knew it could start talking to her, because I don't have Hey Siri turned on. Oh, sorry, people. Oh. <laughs> sorry for anybody's phone, I activated her. Um, the, uh, but I, I did some more research. And the reason it works on my iPad and doesn't work on my phone is because the iPad has no vibrator, no, no ability to vibrate in it, like the phone does. Well, if you go into the phone and turn off the vibration alerts, then it'll do the donk-donk for you like it used to do. But then nothing vibrates, so then I don't know that I'm getting text messages or anything else. So it's like, <clears throat> I can't come up with a good... But it does work. I, I can get the donk-donk back on my phone. But it's just annoying as hell that they took it out. But I just wanted to give an update. I did some more research. I think uh, Melissa started me in the right direction, so I started digging deeper into it. Uh, but they did definitely eliminate it. So it's either or. You can't have both. It's like, thanks a lot, Apple. We appreciate the fact you're only going to give us one choice. And we'll like it. So so that's under accessibility, right? Uh, I think so, yeah, where you turn off vibrations, turn on or yep. off. Of- yep, it's under accessibility. Yep. So if you turn it off, which turns it off for everything. All right, let me try. Let's see what happens. Then you hold down the button and it goes, don't. Yep. There you go. So. I figured as much. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So so there it is, folks, in Siri's own words. And I did finally install 9.3.1 on my phone. I finally gave in to the uh, 15-minute reminders that I was getting from... uh, Mr. Cook himself, I'm beginning to think about why I hadn't installed 9.3.1. So I finally gave in. And so far, the biggest improvement is the fact I'm not getting the damn reminders pop up every 15 minutes. <laughs> That's really about it. So. I think there was an issue with it, uh, connecting to 
I think just connecting to either 3G or the internet, because before I did that update, it was having problems, and now it's gotten better, although there's still times... I don't know if my phone is starting to get old or what the issue is, but sometimes it just, I go to open up like Facebook or Twitter or something like that, or, or a tweet bot actually. And the little thing in the, up in the top just sit there and keep spinning and spinning and it just doesn't seem to load. And then sometimes I have to turn my phone off and uh, start it up again. So I don't know what's going on there. If it's my phone or the operating system or what, but I get, make do. Yeah, I haven't done it on my iPad yet. I know Jody had a lot of trouble, but it was with older devices um, back when it first came out. So I need to do it on my iPad, but it hasn't been annoying me every 15 minutes. And um, we'll see how that works out. But I need to do that, and I just haven't bothered to do it yet. It, for, 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 and I don't understand why the iPad is less annoying than the phone was. The phone just got to be, I mean, every time I'd wake the phone up, have you done it yet? Oh, please let me do it now. Tell me when you'd like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest problem I had with the iPad, and I don't know if it was the 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 iOS or if it was something in Downcast or what, but what would happen with Downcast? Because that's how I use I use that to watch video podcasts. If I had one video podcast downloaded, it would not play. I'd have to like so. Let's say let's say um, Geeky Show ever was a was a video. Yeah. And Three Geeky Ladies was video. But if geek, if your if geeky show ever was video, and it was the only one, it wouldn't play. If there was another one, I could hit the second one. That would open. Then I'd have to close it, go back to geeky show ever, and then it would play. That's odd. It was just the most annoying. I started looking for another player. I'm like, this is just getting out of control. And then if I stopped it left the app, and then went back to it, it would say, do you want to play an audio or video? It's like, it's a video podcast. Why don't I want it? To, I want video. I get that question. I've always gotten that question with Downcast, though, about audio or video. I, nope. And I tend to get it more now since I have the uh, my beloved Apple TV. Uh, it tends to do that more now, I guess because it sees the TV and wants to know if I actually want to watch it or just listen to it so I, I don't know maybe there's something in the preferences I need to go in and check I, I did I oh, looked okay. I couldn't find anything hmm. but the thing the thing that annoyed the heck out of me was trying to get one video to play and if I only had that one video I'd end up having to download something else even though I watched it just to get that one to open it's like it, now it's fixed and yeah. it's okay but for weeks if not longer it wouldn't play. Hmm. I had to go through uh, my video podcasts that got kind of out of hand, on, and I hadn't been deleting them all the time when I'd watched them. And I had to go through, and suddenly I said, oh, I wonder how much space is left on my iPad. And I have a 64-gig one. And I got to look, oh, you have 1.2 gigs left. I went, oh, okay. Maybe I should delete some of these podcasts I watched a couple months ago. I can always go get them again if I really want right. to, but... So I went through and wiped out everything except uh, Don McAllister stuff because I don't watch that in any particular order. I just whenever I want to do something, I just go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. So I did wipe out everything else. I had a bunch of Hack Five. I had iOS Today. I had uh, uh, Tech Thing and all that stuff. I had to go <laughs> clean all that stuff off. So and much better now. I'm back up to like 20 gigs free or something like that. Did you know if you have Amazon Prime, you can download a bunch of stuff to watch offline? 
I have not tried mm -hmm. that yet. I do have Prime. Works great. I downloaded stuff. I haven't watched it. I just downloaded just just in case. And I haven't watched it. Like if, if there's a TV show you like or a, a movie, just download. That's what I did for my husband. I went on Amazon Prime. I bought Thought of You. Bought a 64 gig SD micro SD card for the Fire tablet. Downloaded two movies for him, so he watched one on the way down and one on the way back. Oh, that's good. From Aruba, and it's on the SD card. And the only stipulation with Amazon Prime is that if you start to watch something and you don't finish it right away, you have to be back on the Wi-Fi within 48 hours. I'm not really sure why. Just, because just, on, it's, just on Wi-Fi, though. I mean, so. Right. But I don't, know what, I don't know what that is. So, for example, if you're going on a cruise or you're going somewhere where you're going to be off the grid for a week and you start to watch something and you don't finish it, if you don't finish it within 48 hours, you're going to lose it. And I don't understand why. Because you've downloaded it onto your device. Interesting. And then, then once you watch it, you just delete it and free up the space. Well, unless they're worried about somebody who would get a device, download a bunch of movies, put it in airplane mode, and... You know, it, it could be a DRM stipulation lawyer thing that they don't want somebody just taking a device and downloading it. And I don't know if you could how that would work if you put it on an SD card like that and swapped it out. If it would, if it would be readable someplace else. Yeah, or I mean, even if you put it, uh, just swapped them in and out of the same device, if it would have problems with that or not. I don't know because I, I downloaded a movie back in February onto my iPad when I went to North Carolina and it's still there. I haven't watched it yet. Right. You haven't, I mean, if you, you haven't started either. It's just, no, no, it's just right. there. I haven't I mean, watched if, it yet. If you downloaded a bunch of movies to an SD card, took it out, put another SD card in, downloaded some more movies and did something like that. And then you turn, you know, turn, turn your, uh, uh, device off or turn the, uh, Wi-Fi off. So you could just sit there and watch these over and over again. I think they're just trying to make sure that you... Well, you have to have the Amazon Video app to watch it. Right, right. But, I mean, even if you were to download it through the app and put it on there and then swap cards out, I wonder if they're worried about somebody just... And, like I say, I don't know how if anybody would really want to do it that way, but I'm pretty sure there's probably a legal requirement that the film industry put in there is to make sure that nobody was... Because, you know, they're all about pirating nowadays, so... Um, we're all pirates. No, I'm I'm Arr. actually a pirate. I'm a Willow Lake pirate. So, Arr. Arr. yes. So, but, uh, but well, you know, I got interested too. Did you see they announced the colorful uh, fire seven inch fire tablets? Yeah, you I got, saw something about that. You got purple, blue, red, and black now. Makes me think about getting one. Just you know, I want I got to try to catch up with Mike. You know, right. he's got two hundred tablets. You know, <laughs> so I've got, to, I've got to try to catch up with him. Well, you have one, uh, Kevin, don't you? Don't you have the Fire Tablet, the one that was thirty five dollars at Christmas? No, uh, my two youngest have those. I don't have it, so uh, I'm actually going to get rid of my Kindle that I have. The uh, it's and not not that I don't like it. It's just I don't use it that much, and I'm going to wipe it and give it to my mother in law because mm. she's a voracious reader. She'll read like a paperback. Or two a week. I mean, she just blows the books. So mm -hmm. I we thought about that. We're going to get it. I'm going to tie it to my wife's uh, Amazon account so that she can put books on it for her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that way she can have all she wants. See if she likes it. If not, I'll take it back. But, I mean, she, she might as well get some use out of it. Because since I bought 
I mean, I've got my uh, a- uh, Android tablet, and I've got my two iPads, three iPads. I don't really use the the Kindle anymore. I, I really took to reading stuff on the Air 2 because I like that experience. I like the way it reads on my Air 2 tablet. So, we'll see. I see. I'm using my second generation Kindle, which will be, let see, I bought it in 2009. So that's what, almost seven years old? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm still using. And what I like about the Kindle is it's totally focused. I don't have to worry about checking my email, checking Twitter, checking anything else, you know, playing, stop and playing a game because someone, you know, pinged me. I just read. That's it. You just read. And I know you don't like being outside, but if you, <laughs> but if you, but if, you know, if you're sitting outside on a, you know, what is comfortable for you sitting under a tree or sitting on your deck on a 50 degree day and you're comfortable, yeah, it's perfect for reading. You know, you can't really can't bring your iPad out to read yeah, no, unless I, it's nighttime. Yeah, and I used to do that a lot. I used to take the Kindle out to read a lot like that. Just exact situation you're describing. That's when I used to take it out a lot. I just haven't been doing it that much, so I feel kind of guilty letting... I caught a little bit of Mark's problem. I feel guilty letting a nice piece of tech just sit there and not be used. I mean, you know, if my mother-in-law doesn't like it, I'll take it back. And it's not like we don't have some other Kindles around here if I really wanted to use one. So, um I'll uh, I'll let her try it. I'd rather see it get used than have it just sit in my drawer, you know, unused altogether. And most of the time when I go outside, if I'm going to sit outside and read, especially as it starts to get warmer now, I'm under the deck where I have a porch swing, and it's uh, shady enough that I could see my tablet or phone or something like that if I was sitting out there. So the other thing that had started to bug me is I couldn't get it to sync up pages real well between my Kindle and my Air, my iPad Air, it would not remember the page points. No matter how I did it, sometimes it would just drop them. I'm going, why is it doing that? It used to do it just fine. Now, all of a sudden, it just doesn't work right. So I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So mm. it's just very annoying. But, yeah, it's no big deal. We'll see what it is. But, yeah, the colors make me think I want to get, like, a bright red one to sit on my desk at work or something. <laughs> Just to annoy people. Plus, I thought about I'd like to root one and see and try that. Like we talked about back, I think right after Christmas when you were on the show, mm-hmm. Lisa. Right, I, right. I'd like to go in and root one, just you know, for the hell of it, and see what happens. So what you do is you put a bright red one on your desk, right next to a bright red stapler. I, I'm going to need my stapler. Uh, can you find my stapler? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, actually watch Office Space, so uh, yeah, I love that movie. I haven't seen it for a long time. My favorite line from it is, watch out for your cornhole, bud. <laughs> where, he sa- where he says to what's-his-face as he's leaving. But I did buy a piece of new tech this week. I bought a very special UPS. Mike and Lisa have these blank looks on their face, folks. No, I, wish I'm get- I, did, I just, Yeah, I just didn't know this was the very special episode of... Of the G- UPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my. It's an after-school special. (laughs) Now, this is what I saw come across one of the deal sites. It's a very small UPS, and it's made specifically to use with low-power devices. And what it talks about using it on is your router and your cable modem. That way, when you have, if you live someplace where you have power fluctuation or blinks, as we tend to around here at times, summertime, we tend to have a few more of them than we do during the winter, for whatever reason. And it might just be because the electric company and 
Comcast sit there and go, ah, and, you know, just, just like screw with us. I'm not sure which, but this, you know, it'll give me like 10 or 15 minutes if I have, bloop, you know, in the power. So my modem and my router don't run through the whole reset process, you know, and wait, because God forbid the internet be off for more than 10 seconds or so. So, you know, but I did buy, it's really cool. I got it for $20. I couldn't hmm. really complain. It's not very big. It's only, uh, maybe six inches long. It's not real heavy either. So it's nice. I mean, it's just, again, it's not going to run anything for a long time. I actually think I could probably plug one of my external drives into it too, you know, cause otherwise when the power blinks, because they're not on the UPS, they get ejected, you know, um, and the system goes, you did not eject your disks properly. Well, it's because the damn power went off. How were they supposed to eject them properly? <laughs> so, but it was kind of, it's kind of cool. Like I said, I've, that my little temperature gun, at least I'm sure since you listened to last week's episode, me talking about that. Um, you know, those were a couple deals. I needed some gadgets. I'm having, I'm in the midsummer gadget blues. Oh yeah. There. So you had to, had to buy some gadgets. I'm starting to get that itch. Yeah. You know they have an ointment for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, you've won two souls one. Ah, oh. Well, I, I'm I've thought about it for a while getting that Ubuntu tablet, so I don't know. We'll see. I it, it does look nice. I have to admit. Right. It's it's not terribly expensive. What were they? Two hundred. Well, let's see. Three twenty nine. That's in pounds. Um, I don't know oh if yeah. I can... It was in pounds. So it was yeah. It was getting up close to about that. Three twenty nine pounds. I think is around three hundred eighty dollars. Maybe three hundred ninety dollars. Something like that. We're getting screwed by that conversion right now. Used to be the other way around. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it needs to be in our favor all the time. That's right. Damn it, we're the Americans. (laughs) And we lost all our international listeners. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So, But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind having one of those. But, Mike, you said you bought something. It's not even a gadget. No. Share your Uh, shame. Okay, well, yeah, because we were in... um, Walmart yesterday, and we were back there in the video section, and I found this. I don't know if you oh can see boy, that. that is a West. blast from the past. Yes. Wow. The, the Wild Wild West, the original version, not that screwy uh, movie th- uh, thing that uh, they did a few years ago. Now, I've always been kind of fascinated with that show because it, and I don't know, it's been a long time since I've seen it. We'll have to see if it holds up to what the way I remember it, but um I was always fascinated with that show because I always had those. I think it was trying to be a American West version of James Bond because uh, you had uh, the way I remember it. Like I say, you had all your devices and they would have these uh, little doodads that they would, uh, you know, use the, the secret spy stuff. Because these guys were, were they Secret Service? What were they? Yeah, I think it was Secret Service. I'm trying to read on the back here. Um they crisscross the country in a high-tech rail car, executing impossible missions assigned to them directly from President Grant. Um, Marshals? Uh, let's see here. Well, well, federal agent. It doesn't say what uh, what branch. I remember uh, watching it, but I just don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So it was from the 60s, late 60s? Uh, 60, I had it up here. Where did they do with it? 65 to 69. So I was pretty young, and I was maybe even watching it in reruns because I would have only been about uh, 69, about 
seven years old when it went off the air, so I'm pretty sure I had to be watching reruns somewhere along the line. But uh, yeah, yeah, it oh, yeah, it reran for a, it was in reruns for a while. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it. Uh, but like I say I always was, was kind of fascinated by it, and um, you know, you know, it's got gadgets. So there you go. So technically, I guess I did sort of buy some gadgets. It's just that other people are using them, and I'm watching them do it. So it's kind of like gadget porn. So. Okay, I hang my head in shame. That's okay. Okay, well, yeah. all right. I got to ask you both the question. What's that? My husband has a Windows laptop. I know, the shame. I understand. Yeah. But it runs Windows 7. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, before we went to Aruba, he kept getting these pop-ups that say, you want to upgrade to 10? And I kept saying, no, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Leave it yeah. at 7. So he turned off the computer while we were gone. And this morning he goes... Come here, come here. I didn't do anything. I swear I didn't do anything. And I look at his computer. It says, Welcome to Windows 10. Wow. It automatically installed itself. Well, it was downloading in the background originally. Um, it kind of stealthily downloaded in the background. Um, I don't know whether they fixed that yet or not. But I didn't think it would install it unless it, it pushed it, it through an update and just said, Let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, it did. So then I'm looking at it, and it said uh, you had to agree to the terms of service, and I said, decline. And it said, are you sure? And it's like, decline. And then it said, okay, we're going to ret- you know, we're going to roll it back to the what you had before. I'm like, that's what I want. So that's what we had to do. But he had trouble with the computer the entire day. It kept saying, come on, you really want this. And then it's, his browser wouldn't open, and it would get stuck. And I'm like, wow. don't. Do, yeah, and that, that's what pissed me off about the whole thing, is that it did it without his permission. It wasn't that he hit a button by mistake. Hmm. It did it without his permission. So I was wondering if you've run into that. No. I'm trying to remember. I thought I heard on some podcast that they were uh, Windows was trying to do that, I think. I can't remember for sure, but I know they want everyone to upgrade. Now, is there some reason why you don't want to upgrade uh, 10? I saw it on my aunt's computer, and it's horrible. Hmm. Oh, I don't mind it too much. Oh, those tiles? We, well, no, it's not always the tiles, though. Right. Uh, you can switch it over to the tr- uh, traditional, traditional desktop. Oh, it yeah. was awful. And my cousin, her son, uh, works with it every day, and he hates it. And he's pretty good with computers, and he goes, no, no. Well, I mean, I won't say it's my favorite. I much prefer Windows 7 to Windows 10. And that's what he's got is Windows 7. Um, but I've got 10 on my MacBook Air that's boot camped, and it actually runs pretty decent once it boots there. And well, they where... say Windows runs better on a Mac than it does on Windows. <laughs> <laughs> on it does on a Windows machine. Wait. But my husband already knows. So when the time comes when his computer dies and he's getting a new one, it's a Mac. Oh, okay. There's no, there's no, There's no option there. You've already told him. This mm-hmm. is the word. Yeah. So, well, how did the Windows machine sneak into your house to begin with, then? I let him have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the concessions we have to make. I well, mean, see, but also, the difference between us is, it's like, he uses the browser a lot. You know, ESPN and a little bit of email. That's it. He doesn't really do much. And once a year, he uses Excel. Once a year? For his inventory. Oh, okay. That's it. So, well, no, I mean, I understand. I have a mixture of Windows devices. I have Windows 7, um, and I've got 
two Windows 10 machines here in the house. Um, and I use Windows 7 for work, but I know we're getting ready to do Windows 10 here before too much longer uh, and deploy. I, it's Again, it's okay. It works well enough. It's close enough to 7 that it's not hard to find your way around in it. There's a few idiosyncrasies, but it's okay. It's not the abysmal thing that Windows 8 was. 8 was just... Oh, yeah. Was, 8 was... That uh, was bad. Well, and I've got the this tablet that I'm podcasting on the 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 uh, uh, oh, Surface that's running Windows 10, and uh, that works pretty good there. My uh, I've got it on all my you know computers here. I got what three of my own. I got my tablet. I got my 27 um, inch over here, and I got a a server out there that I'm running. Um, so that's got Windows 10 on. I really don't have any problems with it. You know, I've said it before in the show that, you know, their slogan ought to be it sucks less, and I think it has gotten better. Uh, and, I mean, if I had to choose, well, I do like, I'm still thinking the next portable computer I get, well, this Surface is good, but I might get a Surface Pro because it is that, it straddles that line between uh, tablet and um, laptop. And I think it does it pretty well. Um and so that might be, you know, instead of buying a Mac laptop, I might just go with a Microsoft tablet and go that way. Well, you know, I don't know now for my use, I'm going to separate my use from work use, that I would buy, uh, I again, I, I have my 27-inch iMac I'm sitting here right in front of now that's uh, five years old here soon. Works perfectly fine. I, intend, I don't intend on getting rid of it. But at such a time as I do replace it, I kind of lean a little bit towards buying a top-end, uh, high-end Mac Mini, maybe, mm -hmm. for the way I use stuff. Or maybe a low-end 27-inch iMac again. But I don't see myself buying a MacBook. I mean, if I had was flush with cash, yes, I would probably right. buy... Uh, I'd actually probably buy a MacBook if I could get used to the keyboard. But I think for portable computing needs... For my personal portable computing needs, my iPad meets all those. And the the reason I like it over the Surface, and again, I remember was it last year, I guess, I had a Surface to test with. I had it for a while. And I liked it, but it was too bulky. And it seemed to me to be as about way about as much as my Ultrabook that I have. I'm going, uh, I might as well go with the Ultrabook. You know, I, it felt better than the the tablet keyboard that came with it because I had the Surface Pro Surface 3 Pro and it was a high-end model it was fast but I don't think I would want one I and, and, you know, everybody's different in the way they want to do things so but it, when it comes to portable computing I'm more on the tablet tablet experience like an Android tablet I would even I could even do that or I could I would prefer an iPad so but I know you, you you've been using your Surface for what mm -hmm. Uh, a few months now. Yeah, I want to say maybe probably about six months, somewhere in there, I think. Um, yeah, I've been using it, and I bought it because uh, I needed something that I could take to work to use. Um, and I don't do a lot there, but email, spreadsheets, once in a while, that kind of thing. And there at school, it's just easier if you have a Windows device um, to hook up to the network and for sharing files and uh you know, Excel, Word, that kind of stuff. So it's just easier to have one of those. And 
but you know, I don't, I, I like it. Um, when we travel, I'll take the uh, surface with me because, you know, if I want to do some, you know, real computing stuff, it, granted, this is only an atom processor, so you can't get too carried away. But I mean, if you want to do real computer stuff, you can uh, flip it out like a, uh, laptop and then you can uh if you just want to sit back and i don't you know this is the the i don't remember what the size difference is between the surface and the surface pro but it's not too bad to sit there i mean i've balanced a laptop in my lap before so having this thing sit there is not that bad uh if you just want to do some things so um i just wish it was a little bit more powerful to play some of the games that i play i realize maybe it won't play borderlands but something that's good enough for like civilization and some some games like that so um but and it's just the thing i don't like that and i think i've said it before in this show that I don't like apple's way of doing it where they make you it, you know if you want something at home either have to buy a laptop and take it everywhere. But if you want a more powerful computer at home and you want something to go on the road, you got to either buy a laptop or you got to buy two sets of apps for the, uh, you know, for the Mac and then for the uh, tablet, uh, the iOS tablet. And I don't know. I would just like the Surface because I can use the same ones on the computer here at home that I can use on my Surface. Yeah. Uh, it's just easier. You don't have to because. The difference between a tablet operating system and a computer operating system, they're not going to function necessarily the same. There's going to be some differences. Um, and by the time you you know, get a keyboard put on there, uh, even if it's a Bluetooth keyboard, you know, you, you start screwing around and it's just and trying to point with your finger sometimes is not always the best depending upon what you're doing. So I just kind of watch it, Kevin, that might go off. Um, you know, I just it's just easier, I think, just overall for. Uh, to have a Windows uh, tablet like that, and then you know you don't have to have two sets of apps and everything. Yeah, no, I understand that point, and it's a valid point too. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I mean, I go back and forth on how I would use it, but I'm I'm enamored by the tablet and the way I use it. You know, with with split screen now on my iPad, that makes it really nice. I I use that more and more. It seems like um, I really like that to be able to be watching. Um, you know, reading a web page and dragging a uh, tweet bot or something like that to see something, you know, it's just, I like that feature. And it, it brings up something interesting. I know, I noticed um, uh, when I was watching iOS today that, you know, for a long time, Leo and Megan had uh, the iPad Pros, the original ones, the big ones. And I noticed since the new ones came out, the, the ones that are the same size as my Air, the 9.7 inch, and like your second gen uh, at least the same size, mm-hmm. nine point seven, that they switched back to those. But I swear, I think if I was going to go go to the expense of getting an iPad Pro, I would get the bigger screen, the twelve point nine inch. I, 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 to me, it doesn't. I don't know that I'd want one or want to go to that expense. But if I was going to do it, I think that's the way I'd go. Well, Suze's got the newer one, the smaller one, and she absolutely loves it. Which what did she have before? What did she jump to? She had the iPad Air. Just the Air, not the Air 2. I'm not sure if it was the Air or the Air 2, but she had the iPad, which she absolutely loved. Right. But now she's got the iPad Pro, the baby one, <laughs> with the pencil, and she's, she's, she's in heaven. She loves it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you, know, pen- you, would, you would think for her, though, she would want the larger one, being a photographer and a graphic artist, but she said this one is perfect because it's light enough and it's big enough. Hmm. 
Now you're making me question my decision. See, from what I've heard from other people is the big one is good as far as you've got that big screen real estate, but it's like almost like carrying a MacBook. I mean, like I'm sitting in front of my MacBook Pro 13 inch. Yeah, because it's you almost know, the same size. The it's screen. almost the same size. Yeah. Because it's 12.9. But she loves it. Well, maybe the easier thing is to do like Allison does. She has both. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the easier way to go. Mike, now you know what to get me for Christmas. One of each. Right. You know, depending on what sure. day it is. You know, on, on this particular day, I'll bring the MacBook Pro. And on this day, I'll bring the iPad. And this day, I'll bring the Surface. Depending on what you need to do. See, depending on how your needs surface. Oi. Oi. Da-dum-bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Da-dum-dum. Um, so, you know, it's an, it, it, I guess it, in a way it's a kind of a good problem to have. And right now I'm weighing on the fact of I want to, I've said it a couple of times, I want to update my second phone that I have. And I'm on the fence as to whether to get a higher-end Android for my second phone, which it currently is, or to replace it with an iPhone 6S Plus. So I'm, I'm on the fence. Or if I'm going to do that, do I just wait and see what the 7 is going to be? At this point, I'd wait for the 7. Or at okay. least the announcement to see if it's got what you want. That's Yeah, that's... I, I probably will if I, if I do decide to stay with iOS on my second phone. I do like having an Android phone because it lets me keep my toes in both sides of the pool, so to speak. Or you might decide to take your current phone and upgrade to the uh, you know to the seven, and then for work get your Android phone. No, <laughs> no, for work they're gonna it's gonna stay on the six. Uh, six plus that I have, and I probably won't get an upgrade on that this year. It'll probably be another year before I get another upgrade on it. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it. I mean, the six plus that I have does everything that I want it to do and more. So, you know, I don't. I have no complaints there with it anyway. So we'll see. It's it's it's, it's like I said with the iPads. It's a nice problem to have. <laughs> it's know? like it's it's like my my Apple Watch. Do I need it? Nope. Did I want it? Yeah, well, I'm curious to see if they release it at Watch 2.0 hardware anytime soon. I'm curious because I want to see, because I'm getting to the point where I like the second and third gen of products, just like with the iPad Pro, even if I wanted another one. I want to see the next gen of both of them before I would actually make that kind of decision. I've been burnt, I got burned on the first gen iPad, which I still have and still use occasionally. But, you know, I want, I'm, I'm second, third generation now. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm tending not to jump on the bandwagon so quickly, so I like to see where they go with it. But speaking of jumping on the bandwagon, Mr. Mister McPeak has jumped on the big big iron bandwagon. He set up some big iron. Well, it was big iron, but I set up a few. Uh, well, I had a server set up here at home. Uh, it's actually several servers. Um and the computer I was running it on, well, I, I, I kind of figured the power supply was starting to get bad because the fan was starting to turn kind of slow, and but I was just too lazy to do anything about it. And then earlier this um, year, I had, or well, actually late last uh, year, I guess, I had uh, there was a deal on Woot, I think it was, and I got a Xeon. Uh, uh, it was an old Xeon uh, server, um, 
dual core. I don't remember what the specs are for sure. I should look that up. But um, I had it sitting there, and I just hadn't really gotten around to doing anything with it. Well, the other one started making grinding noise, and I could smell something like magic smoke starting to leak out. So <laughs> I figured, well, I better you know get things moved over. So um, I have all my stuff stored in external drive, so it's just easier to pull the plug and move it over there. So I just plugged them in over there, and then I started downloading. And so I installed um, Tornado Server, which gives me access to my files um, off or when I'm out of the house because there's Android and uh, iOS apps and Windows apps for that. So I got that set up so I can access my files um, at home here. Um, and then I set up a... Um, my play on server. That's the one that's uh, I I've mentioned it here before. Uh, that's the one I use for recording my television shows uh, off the internet and storing them. So then that way I can uh, just tell it and they upgraded it now. So now you can subscribe to a channel and so, or a show. And so you just say, I want to, you know, subscribe to this. So each time a new show comes out, it will automatically record it and save it to your um, computer for you. Um, so then that way I can sit down like binge watch because I sat down and binge watched a bunch of uh, NCIS uh, episodes and Scorpion and those because then I can just sit there and watch a bunch of them back to back to back like that. Uh, and then I will have them save them, um, save them. And then um, I uh, have my third server that I set up was a uh, um, um, Plex. Plex server. There we go. A lot, of, a lot of servers going on here. I was snapping my uh, fingers to help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that probably jarred something loose. Um, so I had my Plex server set up. So then all the stuff that I download from PlayOn goes into there. And then it'll uh, the Plex server will see it, suck it up, and put it in there. And so I've got my television shows, my movies, and my music, and my pictures all going through my Plex server there. So And then that's got apps for the Roku and for fire TV and all the you know major platforms, iOS, Android windows. So then, uh, and then I've got that access uh, set up too. So if I'm somewhere and have a decent internet connection, I can stream movies from my server to my tablet or my computer, wherever I am or wh you know, whatever I'm doing. So I sat down and did that last night, um, and got that kind of set up. Um, and I think I got it up and I have always, when it rebuilt the, uh, Plex uh, server, you always have to go through because there's some shows similarly named like Planet of the Apes. No, I don't have the that one with Marky Mark or whoever was in uh, Wahlberg. It's the one with <laughs> Charlton Heston, the true great original movie. Um, so I have to go through and correct some things like that and then some shows uh, that I've, I actually purchased on DVD and ripped them and put them on there, which is what I'm going to do with my Wild Wild West shows. You made legal backup copies. Yes, I did. That's what you were yes. doing. Yes, because I don't want black helicopters over my house here. Um, but yeah, um, but no. So I, I've uh, done that, and um, um, one of the shows it was a, um, I think a sci-fi show called Alice. It was kind of a reimagination or Alice in Wonderland. I don't know, twenty years later or something like that. It, it was it was an interesting concept. Um, you know what happened after Alice left Wonderland or something like that. Um, and so it gets it confused with another uh, movie called Alice with Mia Farrow in it. So I always have to go and straighten that out. That's a little, you know, there's a few things like that you have to go and straighten out and figure out. But, you know, overall, uh, it wasn't, 
it didn't take me too long. It's just a matter of uh, getting things figured out. All right, now, I feel bad. You did all that, and all I did was cook some ribs on the grill, ate them, and then <laughs> sat down and watched Star, Star Wars, The, the uh, Force Awakens. So I feel really bad now. You did you did all that, and I just put, sat there with my feet up. <laughs> well, this wasn't that hard. It's mainly download, because I already had the stuff mostly organized. So it's just download the software, point it at what you want it, uh, where it needs to go, and then just kind of sit there and tweak things. So it didn't take, uh, yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, it didn't take too long to do that. But uh, And then I came across this other one that I'm going to try and find out and see um, how it works. And if I like it and what the catches are, it's called O Drive. Um, oh dear. Yes. <laughs> well, it says Meet O Drive, your universal sync client. It makes any cloud storage unified, synchronized, shareable, and encrypted. Oh wow! So, so you can go and hook up because uh, um, I got uh, uh, you when you have Amazon Prime, you get free uh, backup of all your photos. But I think for I think it's $60 a year. You can get unlimited storage. So I have that so that I have some off-site backup uh, for my files and stuff. Yeah. So I've got that. I've got a Dropbox account. I got Box. I got OneDrive. I got Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Should I Flickr? Huh? What's that? Flickr? I put my pictures up on Flickr. Privately. Uh, I do privately. I don't see Flickr on there but they do have we, we see you kevin we see you <laughs> we'll see but instagram is not a backup right um i don't and, know and Flickr, i just keep everything private sure and i don't know if i see Flickr on there but like i said that's what i'm trying to do with the amazon is that's where i want to put my photos is on there um their data centers right down the road from my office i'll erase them for you oh gee thanks kevin you're so helpful um <laughs> uh, i came across this because i wanted some way to you know, be able to, especially because my camera, that my Android uh, camera that I have, when I get home, I've got it set up so it'll send photos to, I think it's Flickr, to Amazon, and to Google, I think. So it sends it to all three places. But I want some way to try, once the pictures get up there in the cloud, I want some way to bring them back down to the computer so I have local storage. I You know, off-site storage, but always have local, too. Um, so I was looking into that, and I've got to see if this will do what I want. Will it synchronize stuff with the cloud and bring down those photos that are in the cloud so, you know, I don't have to be taking the card out of the camera or, you know, wirelessly transferring or whatever. I want kind of the um, automatic solution where you just come home, turn the camera on, plug it in, make sure it's got enough juice depending on how many photos you've taken. It'll automatically upload them. And then it'll bring them back back down, and everything's kind of synced and safe. See, that's why I love that little application I've been using before iCloud even existed, called PhotoSync. I can set it up, and most of the time I have it set up. It happens not to be running right now. That when I walk in the house, it sends all my photos to the computer, all the new photos, and then I can tell it to also send them up to Dropbox. So boom, I put them in two places. I'm good to go. So. It works really well. It's all, excuse me, it's all done wirelessly, so. Right. Well, and I could do something like that, too. But like I say, I want to make sure it gets up into the cloud. Um, so, because, like, if I'm somewhere, um, 
Well, I could either do it from the cloud or through that um, Tonito server, too, because uh, that I can access my photos from there. But if I want to find a photo, and I've done that a few times on my phone, I pulled up and you know searched and found the photo I was looking for. Um, but like I say, I just want some different options. And the idea of being able to have a unified uh, you know, uh, place for all you, because I've got, like I say, I've got all those different accounts. Um, and there's times, and I've, I've kind of got... Um, OneDrive I kind of use for school stuff, more or less. Dropbox is kind of personal stuff, um, or for me, uh, stuff for me. And then Amazon is photos and backup and storage like that. Box, I have it. I haven't quite figured out what to do with it. But, you know, they yeah. was offering, you know, and I'm just the kind of person, hey, sign up for this and get, you know, five gigabytes free. Well, of course I'm going to go exactly. sign up. Exactly. Yeah. Do the same thing. I, uh, mm-hmm. I do, too. Well, I was just looking at PhotoSync, what it does. It'll sync to not only your computers and stuff like that. Dropbox, Flickr, you can use FTP, Google Photos, Facebook, SmugMug, WebDAV, uh, Zenfolio. I've never heard of that one. Box, 500px, OneDrive, Google Drive, SugarSync, some service from Toshiba, and Amazon Cloud Drive. So, I mean, okay. it, I can set it up to sync to anything I want, almost. But, uh, it's a. I mean, I've had this app for... Uh, eons because I remember making it my app pick on a very uh, low episode number of uh, uh, NAMP with Mark, you know, when he used to have you do an app pick. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's it, that's how long ago I got this app. And like I said, but it not, predates iCloud. But that's an uh, Apple app, right? Or iOS app, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, so, it's, it's not Android. And so, and like I say, my Android camera. You know, and some people laugh and sneer about Android camera, but it works for me. Um, and um, so, yeah, I need something that that's why I'm kind of using Amazon because that's uh, iOS, it's Android. You know, it's got most of your bases covered. Um, it's agnostic. Yes, it is. Um, and so, you know, I, and it, besides which, it comes with Prime, so I already have the storage. And then, like I said, I've got the, got the, uh, the, unlimited uh storage so i can move my other files up there because you know your three two one storage or backup method um three copies what, two places one offsite yep uh so you know i try to do you know something along that line so um i back up get the computer set up my other my mac and my uh hp over here to back up to the xeon server over there and um so I've got, you know, multiple copies kind of synced back and forth between them and then loaded up to the cloud. So I, I kind of have, it sounds good. I just have to make it work, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, that's what I was doing. And I, I realized there's probably better, you probably could do something other than the Tornado server, but it's simple. And I've used it for, you know, several years now and it works. And like I say, there's apps for iOS and Android. So, um, and I just need something if I need, uh, and the nice thing about that is, too, you can share it with other people. So let's say, and I've done it a few times. I've taken pictures at, uh, like, a school event or something, and the yearbook people wanted them. Well, what I always have to do is either burn them to a CD or put them on a jump drive. And then, you know, you take it, and then you're always, hey, are you done? Can I get my jump drive back? This way, all I have to do is just uh, share. Oh, he's got another one. There's a shock. Um, but uh, all I have to do is just... Uh, Go into the tornadoes. It's like Mitch Miller. Follow the bouncing jump drive. Um, 
So I can just go into my Tonito server there and go to the file or uh, the folder where they're stored and just sh- mail the link to them or email the link to them, and then they can click on it and I give them limited access, um, even timed access. So um, they can get the pictures they need, and then there's not all this horsing around. You you do know, Mike, that if Kevin opens up his closet door, he's going to get uh, you know Buried an avalanche. Alive. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what I was looking for. An avalanche. I almost texted you this morning, Kevin. I saw Staples has a has one on sale. What do they have? What do they have? They have a they had a jump drive for like half price or something. What size? What size? <laughs> Dowboy. Oh, jeez. I said no. I'm not not feeding not feeding the dragon. Well, these are a couple 128 gig ones, so I just I buy them like candy now. <laughs> and I dropped huh. another couple new ones on the floor. So. I am using them though. I have to admit, I have started using them more. So I'm repurposing. I got this. Um, I think this one's eight gigs. This is a SD card yeah. that I got as a press kit when I went to one of the MacWorlds. Mm-hmm. So I just took everything off of it. And now I'm using it for personal files. Yeah, I had somebody the other day ask me, "Say, do you have a thumb drive with you?" I said, <laughs> "You do not know me." Silly boy, silly boy. Yes, I mean, yeah. I carry on my security badge for work. I carry a 128 gig one there all the time because I never know when I'm going to need something to tra- you know, on the rare occasion when I need to transfer something from someplace. And then I carry a couple of eight gigs that are in that are older that are in my uh, briefcase. Um, then I have my MiFi device, which has or not MiFi, my uh, Kingston Mobile Lite, which has. A couple of it has like 128 gigs of storage I've added on it. I've always got storage with me. So it's just. I told you I have a spreadsheet of, let me see. I've got, oh, a, well, yep, I've got a spreadsheet yep, of all their names, the size, and what's on them. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 25. There you go. What are your names? Melissa, Mary, John, what I mean. Nope, it just says Seagate, 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 Hitachi, SanDisk. Oh, okay. You're not, you don't get just, creative with the names. No, nope, nope. Just like, the sizes, you know, contains contains the hard drive of my HP laptop I used for college. Oh, okay. You well, know, I, I, I would have thought you'd had something like all the bass guitars from your favorite rock bands or something. like. Uh, there's, not, there's not enough uh, <laughs> not enough hard drives out there. Or, or maybe, I, or maybe the seat numbers for every different concert you've been to. That's a lot. In fact, I bought tickets the other day before I went to Aruba. Bought another, bought another ticket for a con- another concert ticket. I knew you had. That's why I, I figured you probably had. <laughs> I, 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 I think of you. That's nine concerts this year. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. she, she's the and you notice this this time I'm not wearing a concert T-shirt. Alisa says for somebody that that's that. not into music, I I seem to have a lot of band T-shirts. Oh, what have you got? Worlds. 2013 World Series. What's that? The Red Sox. Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> no, that is, idea. Is that, is that sports? Yeah. Well, and okay, as long as we're showing shirts, let's see if I can get Minnesota that Vikings. There. Yeah, not because I care. It's just that it was free. Um, <laughs> free right. I paid. For, I paid for mine. Yeah. Right. This was actually. This was actually a gift. I forgot. I think the kids gave it to me for Father's Day one year. Gotta say, Big Bang Fairy this year, not funny. It's okay. Not funny. 
it has funny parts to it. It's not as good as it has been other years, but um, I've gotten my kids now hooked as much as they like Big Bang Theory. I've gotten them hooked on the IT crowd. We've been binge watching through IT crowd. So that's that. You know, do you know that show? No, I've never watched it. Well, you have you have Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Or no? Yeah, why, yeah, you can you can get it on Netflix. It's a kind of a combination of The Office and Big Bang Theory, geeky, nerdy crap, sure. sort of. Um, it's interesting. There's only four seasons. So I think there's only like twenty six episodes or something like that. So it's, it's kind a of, British British comedy. Yeah, which is good. Which is always right. good. Uh, I think my probably my favorite uh, scene from that one is uh, uh, they go outside and there's this uh, bomb diffusing robot outside. It's running yes. Vista. We're all gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that's it's a or, good show. And they popularized the phrase. Did you turn it on and off again? Have you tried turning it off and on again? Yes. Have you tried my actually my coffee mug at work says that. My sister gave that to me a few years ago for Christmas. Have you tried turning it off and on again? People walk into my walk into my cube at work, I turn around and go, just hold it up. <laughs> Have you tried well, turning it off? Another one of their episodes, they had just automated the whole uh tech uh, support answering system they just had it on a continuous loop so and the, the, a device that would pick up the phone when it rang and then the tape would play and say have you tried turning it on and off again and then hanging up the phone and so they're just sitting back there swilling coffee while this was doing all their tech support calls <laughs> i like the episode where he was um he had uh moss he, he had uh he had him up the vibrate on his phone because it was so piddly it didn't vibrate very much he said give it a little more welly and they gave it back to him, and he called it. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's almost like electrical shock therapy or something. Or the the one where the the uh, there was two uh, guy nerds, and then uh, a woman there that wasn't quite as tech savvy as them. So they convinced her that they had the whole internet, internet in, in this box. box. <laughs> I just watched and then it. she drops the box and said, "If the box gets damaged, the world will go into chaos." <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it? yeah they they convince her that she. He said, "Well, the elders of the internet," and she goes, "The elders of the internet, they know who I am." <laughs> Jesus God, she's she's a hapless techno weenie. I would say would be the phrase in in her case. Uh, not that that doesn't go across genders. I've met plenty on both sides of the fence mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. Well, folks, after insulting and, and tell, talking about our television viewing, I think we'll wrap the show up for this week so Elisa can get to watching. Elisa was kind enough to join us this week and send her no spoilers. Of course, you won't know that till after. Never mind. She's gonna. She needs to go watch Game of Thrones. I know. I need yeah. to go to bed, but I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. So, Do you want me to call you when I get up in the morning? I was up last Monday at 3. Well, I'll get up tomorrow at four forty-five. I can we were at the airport at four. I, I can call you at four forty-five. Yeah, that's okay. Right. Well, I get up about a quarter after four, so. So Mike can, time. Mike can call you, and then I'll call you afterwards to make sure you're still awake. It right. should be illegal. <laughs> well, it's called employment. So, yeah, uh, fun, funding my tablet habit. So it's dark called, o'clock. It's called, uh, or as my sister calls it, the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> I call it that in dark o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Very dark. I do, I do it to avoid as much traffic as possible, but anyway. So, Lisa, why don't you tell the kind folks where they can find out more about you? 
Well, you can find us at 3geekyladies.com, number three spelled out, which is the podcast I co-host with Vicki Stokes and Sue Gilbert. And I also write for my Mac, though I haven't really doing a lot this year, so I've got to get a move on with that. And, of course, co-host when Mark can't be bothered. Yeah, Mark just <laughs> shuffles off the buffalo. I get all your geek points, Mark. That's right, you do. He's actually made it positive, so be careful. Uh-oh. He got we <laughs> we declared we declared bankruptcy and got him up to 115 points. So they're mine now. Uh, Mark, you heard it. You lost it. You're back to zero. <laughs> Elisa has claimed them. They're mine. <laughs> oh dear. And Mr. McPeak, would you like to share with the uh, the listeners where they might acquire more of your wit and wisdom? Yeah, you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak, and, uh, and you can also check me out on Sci-Fi Tech Talk at sci com. Yes, and I'm now watching Dark Matter because of you people, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome show. It is. It's really good. My son's hooked on that one as well, so we'll see. Uh, folks, if you want to find out more about me, I'm over on Twitter most of the time at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. If you want to find out more about the show, you can go over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, good or bad. We appreciate them. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We want to thank you for listening this week. And we hope if you do nothing else between now and next week, you don't forget to hug a geek. Hi everyone, it's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute, I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. <laughs> sure, like you have the power to do that. Well, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh! Find us in iTunes by searching under my Mac. You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs>